This podcast is sponsored by Audible.com, which has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Dinner Party Download listeners, you can get a free audiobook of your choice, along with a free 30-day membership, by heading to audiblepodcast.com slash dinnerparty. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash dinnerparty. Dinner Party looks like one word there, no spaces, D-I-N-N-E-R-P-A-R-T-Y. That's right, T-H-A-N-X. And now, here's your icebreaker. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Guys sitting at home reading one sultry afternoon. The doorbell rings and he opens it up. He looks down on the porch and there's nothing there. Finally, he sees a snail, picks the snail up, throws it as hard as he can, a couple hundred yards. Two years go by. Another sultry afternoon. Guy sitting at home reading. The doorbell rings. He opens up the door. It's the same snail. He looks down and the snail looks up and goes, what the was that all about? I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. I'm Rico Galliano. Welcome to the Dinner Party Download, the show that helps you win your dinner party. And today we present a special episode recorded in front of a live audience at the 2015 Los Angeles Podcast Festival just a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. The show took place at noon on a Sunday, so really it was more like the hungover brunch after party download. That's right. It was basically an audio Bloody Mary for the audience. And us. Uh, you, just heard, <laughs> you just heard comedy genius Greg Proops open the show with the joke to break the ice. Yeah. You may have seen him do improv on TV's Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you should be listening to his podcast, The Smartest Man in the World. Do it. Coming up, you'll hear our conversation with actor, host, and podcaster Paul Shear. He's one of the stars of the hit TV series, The League. And you'll get etiquette advice from him and from actor, host, and podcaster Aisha Tyler, sensing a theme here. A mm-hmm. uh, quick note, this show took place before a crowd of adult fans of modern comedy, so the language is far, far saltier than usual. Let's say. That means F-bombs galore yeah. and some explicit talk about goings-on in the bedroom. So this is not an episode for the kids. That's right. We bleeped Greg's punchline, but from here on, it's a bleep-free episode. You've been warned. So we started the show, as always, with our small talk segment, and our guest was Ann Friedman. Mm. Her journalism appears regularly in New York Magazine, Elle, and many other publications, and she co-hosts the popular podcast Call Your Girlfriend. She bravely climbed onto the tiny stage, perched atop one of the tall and dangerously imbalanced chairs thoughtfully provided by LA Podfest, and Brendan asked her this. What story have you brought for us? Well, I I actually brought a visual aid because the cover of the New York Times Magazine today features Mm. Barbie. So it's under the radar. It's very (laughs) under the radar. Anyway, it says Barbie. It's Barbie, and it says in kind of like a pink, just squeezed from a toothpaste tube sort of font, now I have a brain, exclamation point, (laughs) Um, which is referring to the fact that Mattel has created a Barbie powered by artificial intelligence. Um, and also powered by batteries in her thighs. They had to widen her thighs to Whoa, accommodate finally. batteries. Which, so, wow, that's, uh, a, that's a win, right? Kind of a feminist win for yeah. Barbara. Yeah. Wider yeah. thighs, well a buried done. lead in this yeah. story. I mean, it is for... true. The normal woman is powered by the energy she holds on her body. So, <laughs> well, you know, thanks. You thanks said for... it. I said it. Yeah. I said yeah. it. So um, this, so what is, how does the AI work with the Barbie? Well, there's a there's a team of tech folks who are, who are writing, you know, thousands and thousands of phrases um, and mapping conversations that kids might have with their Barbies. So she talks? She does talk. It's different than, um, you might recall, the debacle of Teen Talk Barbie in 1992. I do not. The Barbie who said, listen, I was a child in 1992, not a tiny child, but a child still, definitely still playing with Barbies, and you touched a button like on her waist or something, and she said, 
lots of different phrases, among them, math class is tough. Um, So lots of letters were written to Mattel, which was like, lots of boys and girls find math class tough. Like, not a time to really dig in and defend. Um, but it's, she's different than like your Teddy Ruxpin or your like to go even further back like Chatty Cathy or like dolls that have a stock set of phrases where you press a button and they speak. This is, she's supposed to be responsive and conversing a la Siri, but in the same way as Siri, like maybe there's a couple of Easter egg jokes, but she's going to be pretty safe. So so (laughs) can we now have a conversation with her about like the existence of dark matter? Did they just go to the other side of the equation there with her? One of the examples in this article is that you can ask her, hey, Barbie, do you believe in God? And Barbie goes, well, I think people's religious beliefs are very personal to them. It's like, this is not like running for president Barbie. And so, which I think is just terrible. I mean, so my biggest problem with this, I have long been a feminist defender of Barbie in part because the alternative dolls are like baby dolls. You can only really sort of practice like one role, which is motherhood. But like my Barbies were like crazy. They did, they had jobs, they had like eight boyfriends, they drove like their own <laughs> yeah. cars. They like, they had crazy amounts of sex. Like, like you know, it's, it's a way you kind of figure out how you might want to live as an adult. It's like yeah. one of the few children's toys that is, a, you know, about channeling yourself through an adult. And I think that is very cool. But there is something about having Mattel sanctioned phrases for Barbie to say that it just doesn't seem like like hey Barbie do you want to bang Ken right now like the Barbie is not going to be like yes I'm about to get my period and I'm really it's like she's running for but but, but, wait a second wait a second though but you're talking about Barbie this is like I mean, if McDonald's put a food, like, it's like, do we expect any more from Barbie? I mean, the promise of a doll that can respond to the unique, weird things kids say to it is that, like, it should be able to foster a little bit more weirdness than just Mm. those few limited phrases. But tell the the voice is Eleanor Roosevelt, so that's... I mean, mean, like, it's all crackly and everything. (laughs) Oh, ask your parents Yeah, exactly. Ask your mom about having sex with Ken. (laughs) So so maybe they should have different Barbies. They should have, like, Oberlin Barbie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, yeah, like you could you can affix the tattoos yourself. Like yeah, that's uh-huh. right. Anyway. All right, Anne Friedman, thanks for the small talk. Thanks sure. for reading that article, so we don't have to. <laughs> yes. I'm here for you. I'm and here for you. Thank you. Yeah. And check out our podcast. Call your girlfriend. Thanks so much. Thank, thank you. you. And now it's time to meet our guest of honor, the podcast ignorant. Primarily know him from the FX show The League, a word I mispronounced because I'm from outside Philadelphia. A show about a group of old friends who participate in a fantasy football league. He's also in the ABC sitcom Fresh Off the Boat and the Hulu comedy series The Hot Wives, a parody of the reality show The Real Housewives. People in podcast land know him as the guy behind How Did This Get Made, where he, two co-hosts, and a guest mock a terrible film. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Paul Shear. Hi, Paul Shear. Hello. By the way, just so people at home, I know you guys can see this here, these chairs are ridiculously tall, yeah. and there's no place to put your feet, so yeah. you're just dangling yeah. precariously in a chair. I've never been more precarious in a chair. So uh, let's talk about the league first. We'll get to yes. the podcast later. Uh, you play. This is for those like five people who don't know this. You sure. play Andre Nozick. Kind of. It's Andre Nozick. Nozick. <laughs> You're a rich plastic surgeon whose naivete makes him the butt of basically every joke. We have a clip here from the first episode. Sort of introduces your character. Oh my gosh, uh, when we were all fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's changed now, and uh, you're having the guys over for the annual fantasy football draft. This is actually one of my favorite scenes. Welcome to Shea Andre. Mi casa es su casa. Gentlemen, take a look around, because this is how a single man in the city lives. 
a man with a 65-inch LED TV with DirecTV, NFL Sunday ticket, and super fan package. Woo! <laughs> yes, it's college football right now, but next week it will be NFL, and it will be pure fantasy football nirvana. <laughs> Tiffany, drinks! You Ladies, hired please. bartenders? There you go, gentlemen. How you doing? <laughs> All right. I figured, you know, we play, can we just wait for a second? Mm -hmm. I figured, you know, we play fantasy football, but let's live a fantasy life. Gentlemen, to, can we just, I'm just going to make a little toast. This year, I'd like to make a toast to you guys, to my friends. And to, can we just, can you guys hold on with your drinks for a second, please? Can we please wait? I'm making a toast, guys. Sorry. Just two, guys, guys, two guys, guys, good guys. friends. Sure. And I... No, cheers. don't cheer. I didn't. All right. Say it yet. I didn't. Please, please. We're not drinking. Look, I'm just. I know, this. but just let me. Just let me say my thing. To my friends. To my dear friends. Cheers. cheers. No, 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 no! Come on, come on. What? Yes. That um, that is one of my favorite scenes. We're we're in our final season right now. That was our first ever episode that we shot. That was one of the moments I knew that the show would be really fun to do because the show is not fully scripted. It's yeah. improvised. Yeah. So that whole cheers toast thing was not in the script. And we found that. Really? Yeah, so we found that in the moment. And I was like, oh, this show is going to be really fun. It's like, so yeah. good. It was basically, that was just that. an ad for me to do DirecTV because DirecTV was a sponsor. And I had to say, 60-inch <laughs> TV with DirecTV. <laughs> and, uh, and then we found Are you serious? That, yeah, I had to wow. say, 60-inch color... Uh, 60-inch TV with Red Zone or something. <laughs> and that was the thing that I was so conscious of. And I was like, oh, yeah, we love uh, living in Chicago and eating Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never understood that. We were always yeah. like, get the Pizza Hut in here. It's like, yes. guys, we're in the, the pizza capital of the world. <laughs> also, a huge letdown to the fans of the show. Uh, on the show, we go to a bar. And for whatever reason, the stock image of the show is a place called Gibson's. Mm -hmm. We shoot in a bar downtown L.A. And when you go to Gibson's, like a lot of people are like taking a picture outside, like about ready to go in to hang out with my league. And then they go into like the most stuffy, like, uh, like upper crusty restaurant in Chicago. That is not fun. Like it's a great steak restaurant, but like I think people yeah, yeah. go like just, just supreme disappointment. Like. Oh, this is nothing like the show. I have to wear a suit. <laughs> They're giving me a suit jacket to come in here. It's not like Cheers, where that yeah, bar is no. kind of real. Yeah, exactly. So you're saying that a lot of the show is improv, yeah. but a, it's a pretty filthy show. Oh, yeah, it's disgustingly filthy, yeah. And does that come from the improv or from the writer's room? It actually comes from the writer's room uh, for the most part. Uh, I think that we can push it further, but, yeah. but the initial idea is um, Jeff Schaefer and Jackie Schaefer created the show. Jeff has worked on... Uh, Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and then a lot of the Sasha Baron Cohen stuff. So he has a great turn of phrase. Like, he created the term regifting. That was a Seinfeld term. Mm. So, like, that's kind of his mentality is finding something that people do, putting a name towards it, and then kind of getting it out. So the new one, I think the one that kind of took off the biggest in this show, is something called Eskimo Brothers. Oh, yeah. And Eskimo Brothers are two of the guys who've had sex with the same girl. <laughs> yeah. And I was very pleased as a Bachelor fan to hear it using The Bachelor a lot this season. I was like, <laughs> hey, we created that. Can I actually, I want to mention this, uh, one of the shows that we mentioned that you're on, yeah. uh, Hot Wives. Yes. It is a parody of reality TV. You're yes. on record as being a fan of these shows. I am. Uh, Amy Schumer famously... Uh, big fan of Bachelorette. Yeah. 
I used to write for reality TV, and I hate it. Defend it to me. Like, <laughs> you guys are obviously intelligent. Why? Well, okay. Here's what I'll say. You know, if you know how the sausage is made, you'll never eat sausage again, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. and so I can understand, like, yeah, once you it's see the, the emotional dude. and mental anguish and torture yes. that these producers do, it would be no fun. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I, I, to me, I'm a huge uh, Bachelor fan. I love it because it's... I don't know. There, uh, like, there's something so amazing about these people being held captive, and and, and then been given one of the opposite sex. So that person becomes amazing, even if they're not. Like two seasons ago, this guy Juan Pablo was like still living at home with his parents, and he would walk into the room, and the women would be like, "Oh, he's the love of my life. I love them all." And you know, they they don't they're not allowed any other contact, no social media, no phones. So they, I, yeah. I think it's interesting from a sociological point of view. Like, I'll watch a Big Brother the same way. Like, these people are subjecting themselves to it. It wasn't like, you know, a van pulled up and someone, like, pulled some out of their law firm and, like, go, go do this. That is true. Although, if, have you seen the TV show Unreal? That sort yes. of, for those who don't know, it's behind the scenes, a fake behind the scenes at a reality TV show. Yeah. And it was produced by a woman who actually worked in that world. Which, and she was, I believe, on your show, right? Yes, she was. And, and I, I felt like when you asked her, like, oh, is... Is this based on anything? She was like, no. No, and I was not like, at yes, all. it was, 100%. Yeah. She's like, no, because I'm going to get sued. Yes. I remember in my car going, she's lying. She is. <laughs> she's Every one proud. of these things happen. Yeah. But my point being, like, yeah. her, something that she said is that people go on those shows thinking they can beat the system. Oh, yeah. And they can. can't beat the system. Well, because here's the thing if I interview you for three hours and you say one thing wrong, yes. and then that's the only part that I show, they win. The house yeah. always yeah. wins. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as long as the camera's rolling, the house wins even there's a contestant on last season who just wore a short bikini but they just put a black box over her wherever she went so you just thought that her Whoa. junk was hanging out and then you just lower your expectation of this person it's like she just was wearing a bikini her junk wasn't out but they make they've now created the myth her junk is out junk and is how does out. lady junk even get out lady junk yeah, another that's another catchphrase. Hey, do we have that clip? I know we weren't. Do we still have the him doing the Housewives thing? You sorry. can play. It. We don't. We no. cut it. Okay, we cut it. We oh, cut it. Sorry, oh. we because cut it. Because uh, yeah. you wanted to talk about another yeah. thing where people are kept held captive. Yeah, this new comedy special you did called Crash Test. Yes, Explain I did. This, um, this is high concept. Uh, oh, oh wow, thank you. Um, my friend Rob Hubel and I we started doing the show in New York in 2005. Just. Me, Rob, and Aziz actually started it, uh, the group that did Human Giant. And it's a, light, a late night show on a Monday night, and we just do crazy stuff. We've sent people on dates. We've celebrated Rosh Hashanah. Uh, which That's crazy. We, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> In Hollywood? Uh, <laughs> well, we, we, we've done, like, we try to do experiments with the audience and just do weird things. So we always joke, like, you know what? One of these days... Instead of the comedians coming to the theater, we're going to go to the comedians. We're going to get a bus, put you guys on a bus. Then we found out that's prohibitively expensive. <laughs> but then uh, Ben Stiller heard about it, and he was like, let's get these guys a bus. And we got this bus that travels around New York as part of a tourist attraction. It's a glass bus. And instead of facing the driver, the seats face the street. Yeah. So the street becomes the stage. And we did this improvised comedy special on a bus called Crash Test. So it's kind of like an improv sketch character. There's stand-up in it and music kind of hybrid. It's like a variety show without the cheesiness of a variety show. Mm -hmm. And we did try 
to do everything in a variety show. We had a mime. Unfortunately, we cut the mime for time. Unfortunately. Uh, that you was realize why miming may not yeah. work. I, <laughs> Couldn't I see that up, one coming. Like, what? <laughs> well, I grew up with like Mum and Chance on the Muppet Show. I was like, I said to Rob, I was like, it can work. We can have a mime. It would be funny. <laughs> and he does like dirty mime stuff, like the life and death of Anna Nicole Smith done through miming. Um, and it's great. It's great. But for four minutes in the middle of a special where we're like running around the street in Earl Sweatshirt from Odd Futures, like rapping. Uh, it yeah. it kind of did slow down the pace. But yeah, that's now on iTunes and uh, Vimeo and stuff like that. Uh, let's talk Good. about your podcast for a moment mm-hmm. where yes. you talk about bad movies. Yes. What is one of the craziest plots you've encountered? It's interesting because I, what I'm obsessed with is movies that try to be everything to everyone. Like, yes. yes, there are movies like The Room that are amazing. And if you have not seen The Room, make sure you go see it because I think it is the best, worst movie. But that's not interesting to me. Like, the ones that are really interesting are things like Super Mario Brothers, Masters of the Universe, the He-Man movie, um, The Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. Because what it is is some person who does not understand the property going, hey, kids like this, We'll make it, but let's leave out all the stuff that they like, and we'll make it this way. Like, He-Man is a movie, I I mean, again, I'm not well-versed in He-Man, but it's about, you know, it takes place in a different world, and there's a skeleton man, and there's a strong man, and they fight, and there's magic, and they, they, for the movie, they go, forget all that, we'll make it about two kids in love, Courtney Cox is one of them, and He-Man just kind of pops in because... A transistor fell out of the sky. So it's like, He-Man's in the middle of Earth running around. Like, it makes no sense. It's like, what? They're taking away the audience. And I always go, like, there are certain signposts of a bad movie. One being an elaborate skateboarding scene. Uh, Skateboarding or hoverboarding becomes a thing. And, like, you can see that in Batman and Robin, the worst of the Batman movies. You can see it in He-Man. I think Super Mario has some skateboarding. Whenever, like, yeah, yeah, kids, they love skateboarding. Get them in there. But so the the name of the podcast, How Did This Get Made? Yeah. You've been doing this for a while. You've lived in L.A. for a while. Yeah. How do these get made? Well, this is the fascinating thing. You know, people have always said, like, well, how does it get made? And I go, I don't know. I just make fun of it. But we've teamed up with this guy, Blake Harris. And Blake Harris wrote this book called Console Wars. He's a great investigative journalist. And he has been doing real how did this get maids of how did this get maids, doing oral histories with like the people behind a Chuck Norris movie called Top Dog, which is a kid's movie about a cop and a dog solving problems about white supremacists in San Diego. That's it. <laughs> and, skateboarding uh, scene? Skateboarding? There's no skateboarding in it. But there's a lot of uh, terrible racism. A, a, dog, a dog does get shot, um, which is crazy for a kid's movie. Um, so that has been a really fascinating because he's gotten really deep with these producers and these stuntmen. And so I've been loving and You can find those on SlashFilm.com um, because the stories behind the actual things are way more interesting. I, they always are. It's the best intentions. And we say it... All the mm-hmm. time, like Jason, June, and I, we are all in this business. We are producers in this business. We're writers. Sometimes you whiff. And, yeah. uh, you, and sometimes you whiff with $50 million, and we have to talk about <laughs> yes. it. All right, yeah. We do have to talk about Lethal Weapon 4, though, after oh, this. I think God. that was a purposeful whiff. You know what? That's great that you brought that up, because that's a movie that I remember being so, like, really disappointed about. It's that would be a great worst. one for the podcast. It oh, is wow. the worst. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Uh, we have two questions that we ask everyone on the yes. show that we have to get to. The first one is, if we were to meet you at a dinner party, what question should we not ask you? Ooh, well, 
I mean, I'll go with the, do you play fantasy football? Oh, yeah. Because, uh, like, because even if I do, which I do, it's not interesting. You don't want to hear about my team, nor do I want to hear about your team. Yeah. It's really just like hearing someone talk about their dream. It's only interesting to the person who had the dream or runs their own fantasy league. Unless we're in a league together, then it's, Oh, like 25% more interesting. Did you know much about football before you started that? I actually uh, did not. I said I wouldn't audition for the show because I was like, I can't improvise about fantasy football. I don't play fantasy football. And then you don't have to. It's more about other stuff. And then I got in and now I'm in deep with fantasy football. And it's really tough because now I have a kid and I can't watch football. Mm. So I just. I thought you were going to say, I can't watch the kid. I just can't pay attention (laughs) to it. I got like, stuff you just to have do. to shill for Pizza Hut and Bud Light. It's easy. Yeah. Don't worry about the football. All right. Our second question that we ask our guests is, tell us something we don't know. And this can be a personal fact about you that you haven't shared yeah. in interviews before or just a weird piece of trivia. A weird piece of trivia. Oh, my gosh. You know, I always, get, I always feel like I never have the best thing. But we were talking about this a little bit before. Oh, I have a distinction of not being able to make Russell Crowe laugh. Uh, that's an interesting thing I've never talked about. Let's I once it. ran into Russell Crowe, and, uh, and it was a great night. It was really cool. He's a nice guy, funny guy, and he was like, you're a comedian, right? And, I, and I'm like, yeah. And he, he, I felt like we had a connection, like we had bonded. And he was like, tell me a joke. And, <laughs> and the, that's the worst. Actually, that's the worst question they ask. <laughs> tell me a joke. Yeah. It's an impossible situation because you could tell me a million one-liners, I will never remember them. I listen to your show every week, I can't remember them. I've, oh, I've forgotten the, the one that Greg's proof is already telling, <laughs> Greg, like at the top of the show. And, I, and just me trying to tell Russell Crowe a joke and watching him just unsatisfied with me. <laughs> just so disappointed. And then he goes, that's not how you tell a joke. This is how you tell a joke, similar to Crocodile Dundee and his knives. Uh, like, uh, it's, it's an Australian <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. But we find on our show, we ask people for jokes. They open up, and usually comedians decline. Yeah, they, they don't have jokes. They call them street jokes. Yeah, street jokes are tough. I, I was saying that I, I actually now keep a thing in my phone. I just called street jokes. So I can at least, like, if I feel like I'm going to be in a pressurized situation, I can scroll through it. Okay, got it. <laughs> We have one last question for you, actually. You like started the league long ago. Now fantasy football is huge. You've been doing podcasts for years. Now podcasts are huge. Uh, can you tell us what to invest five bucks in right now? What is, what is the Oculus, nicest? man. Let's get to that virtual <laughs> world. Let's go virtual. Everything virtual. Next year, like, PodFest will all be virtual. Oculus. Yeah. We can get up here, touch our faces, <laughs> sit on our laps. Comedian Paul Shear recorded live at LA PodFest just a couple days ago. Someday we'll have him back for an all Oculus episode, I hope. That's right. Till then, you can find links to each of the 1,000 things he's doing now, like the comedy special called Crash Test. All those links are on our website, dinnerpartydownload.org. All right, we've got more conversation coming up with another renaissance person of comedy slash podcasting, Aisha Tyler. You'll hear her tackle our audience's etiquette questions. But first, a quick reminder that today's show is sponsored by Audible.com, and there's a free audiobook waiting for you there at audiblepodcast.com slash dinnerparty. Audible content includes more than 180,000 audio programs. Yeah, from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and 
entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Among the stuff you'll find there are offerings from past Dinner Party Download guests. For instance, a while back, you may have heard Salman Rushdie tell us about his autobiography called Joseph Anton. Of course. You could hear him read from it, including harrowing tales about the fatwa that led him into exile. Or, on the lighter side of things, you could soak in Michael Ian Black's show How to Be Amazing, on which he chats Mm -hmm. with folks like Amy Schumer about, surprise, how they became amazing in their fields. It's so weird. Michael hasn't asked us to be guests on his show yet. I know. I'm sure he's just waiting for, like, Sweeps Week so he can use our names to boost his ratings. He is such an opportunist. That that guy. By the way... (laughs) Unlike a streaming or a rental service with Audible, you own your books and you can access them anytime from their free smartphone app. It has handy features including sleep mode, 30-second rewind, and our favorite, narration speed control. Yes, which accelerates or decelerates your car depending on how fast the narrator is speaking. Do not deploy this feature when listening to Garrison Keillor on the freeway. That's right. Everyone will honk. Mm -hmm. That's not actually what narration speed control does. But this is a true fact. Audible has a great listen guarantee, which basically means you can exchange any book you aren't happy with for another book, no questions asked. And Audible is offering DPD listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash dinnerparty and take your pick, download a title free, and start listening. Once again, Dinner Party is one word strung together, so that's audiblepodcast.com slash D-I-N-N-E-R-P-A-R-T-Y. All right. And now, sponsor hat's off. That's a huge hat, that sponsor hat. Let's put our host hat back on. We're going to return to our live show. At this point, Aisha Tyler joined us on stage. Mm. She hosts TV shows like CBS's The Talk and the venerable improv comedy series Whose Line Is It Anyway? Wow. She debuts this week as a regular on the TV drama Criminal Minds. That's right. And when I introduced her to our audience, I said she played the character Lana Stone on the hit comedy cartoon series Archer which turned out to be the first of many mistakes I and Brendan made in this interview. So, yeah, you can hear it for yourself. Here's Aisha Tyler. There you are. Hi. Hi. Yes. See you again. Um, seat, these seats are insanely uncomfortable. I'm really I'm worried really about my lady sorry. junk coming out. So, <laughs> so if that happens, you Paul, guys. Paul, did you, you have lady could... junk problems up here? Oh, okay. <laughs> did you have a few? Well, sorry, tuck, Paul. Just, ladies, tuck your junk is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so as you know, we, we Rico introduced you. You're doing yes. seven million things. Yeah, too many things. Um, okay. But we're especially partial to your work on Archer. Thank you. Although and, you don't yeah. know my character's last name, but that's okay. I it's didn't. Kane, I, not it's Stone. Kane. But yeah. Lana Stone is... Is, wrote this. was my married name before I got divorced and became a spy. Thanks for yeah. helping us out my maiden. I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to save us this all deep right for the now. Geeks. Just That's digging. Yes, this. exactly. Yeah, but give them something to write in about. I'm sorry, but her last name is Kane. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wikipedia, for radio, you Wikipedia just... has clearly led you down a primrose path. <laughs> Uh, um, so, can you tell us who Lana is, and then we'll play a clip. We're just trying oh, to get sure. into a clip here. Lana Kane, uh, Lana Kane, international uh, super spy. Lana Kane uh, is uh, ex-boyfriend Archer. Uh, well, they're but they're 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 back on right now. They're back. Yeah. He's the, he's her baby daddy. Yeah. Uh, Lana mm. Kane is uh, two tons of uh, mulatto kick-ass fun. All right, let's <laughs> yeah. see a clip of her in action. She's hanging out with Archer in this scene. Is she? Yes. 
All right, so wait a second. What are your three biggest fears? Nope. Come on. No, hush. I'm trying to fish. No, don't shoot the fish. Come on. This is a very fragile ecosystem. Too fragile to spare one trout? What? No. Or but bass or whatever? What's in here? Nothing soon if people like you keep destroying the environment. What? It's one lousy fish. One lousy black rhino. One lousy Bengal tiger. One lousy Lorax. <laughs> Since when are you such a radical environmentalist? I'm not radical. Well, I mean, not anymore. But back in the day... Fur is murder! Fur is murder! Fur is murder! Go, 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 is murder! How's it feel to be a murderer? Shall we find out? Lady, you don't scare me. Dear, this is a 44 Magnum. You're really not scared, are you? No. Then how would you like a job? Three weeks later, I was in Tunisia, killing a different man. <laughs> All right. Pretty funny clip, but there's a grain of truth in there, because yeah. you got your undergraduate degree in yeah. environmental policy. I did. From Dartmouth. I was, yeah. a, big, I was, a, big, I was a dirty hippie. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in San Francisco, okay. and uh, then I, I decided to go to a school that was like literally the, like the, the literal the and metaphorical of antipode of everything that I'd experienced or... Um, ever understood or believed about myself. I, mm -hmm. And I went there with the purpose, uh, my purpose to go to Dartmouth was just to, to, to fuck the conservative out of a lot of white boys. And uh, <laughs> fuck wow, you liberals, get in here. That's a bold goal. How did that uh, yes, go? It, it went all right. I fell in love with one, big mistake. Uh -oh. um, but uh, but, but I, I was, you know, I just I wanted to show everybody that I was like oh, dedicated. Hemp, you, you're <laughs> just hemping it out. Yep, Every hemp to toe. Hemp, just hemping it up. We also learned, actually from Wikipedia, which mm, is where we get most God of our facts. God bless it. God that uh, you started an acapella group? I was one of the it, founding members of an acapella group. Yeah, that mean, was the Rockapellas, the Dartmouth Rockapellas. Rockapellas, an infernal, an infernal acapella group. I can't resist uh, uh, an empty cause. I, our, our group sang like freedom songs. Uh, it was like posed like right around like divestment, right around South African divestment. So we were just all up in arms, and the way we were going to change the world was to sing to seven <laughs> drunk frat boys on a Saturday night you, in the basement you, you, you the of a dorm. Yeah, the fucking whiff and poos. What a bunch of douchebags. <laughs> um, wow. Did you have a hit song? Did you have one that slayed? We sang a lot of Sweet Honey in the Rock and of Peter Gabriel. It's, re it's really Gabriel? Un an unacceptable era of my oh, life. I, guess I don't. Biko. I'm That's not proud of any of it, was it by like the Biko? way. Was it like Biko or was it like uh, one of the Biko love songs? Biko and Shaking like, the Tree. Not Sledgehammer? Not Sledgehammer, no. <laughs> Sledgehammer. So I don't even know what Sledgehammer was about. I, by well, the way, I, mean, let me tell I you. love Peter Gabriel. I'm just dying. I think Sledgehammer is about fucking conservative white boys. <laughs> it all, it all, sure. all music Pretty is sure. about that, my friends. All music <laughs> is about that. Yeah, that's no, what rock yeah. is about. Um, so. You, along with your acting in, what, I'm going to mess it up because okay. we beat a criminal minds. Yeah, yeah, we've made a But you also now. host all this stuff. I host all the stuff. Why we host? We don't even know why we do it. But why do, <laughs> do you, you do yeah, it? Yeah, you kind of move through it in like a fugue state. Every once in a while, I'm like <laughs> I just spend an hour yeah. talking to people, acting as if I care. That was fun. Exactly. Um, why do we? Why do we want to talk to famous manufacturing people? Manufacturing curiosity and emotion. That's yes, the job why of a are you host. Doing that? Manufacturing curiosity and emotion. Oh, really? Yes. Is that what? true? <laughs> that's that's fascinating. fascinating. That's amazing. Tell You're me, Whiff and poof. <laughs> um, I 
love acting because it uses a totally different part of my brain and I miss it quite a bit. It's like hosting is uh, is like a chest and arm day and then acting is leg and back day. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> One guy here who ever exercised before? Okay. Yes. Yeah. This is podcast. a public radio podcast. I know. Yeah. No, I have no Not idea. Not a lot what of exercisers no. hanging leg around. Leg and back day. Is that like when you go and get rolfed? But, but do you what? ever have to interview people who are playing a part that you would be better at and you have to pretend? I don't like, we don't have way. that problem. Okay. No, no, I, I don't have any jealousy. This, I think the quickest way to um, to become like a drug addict and die in the pool at the at Tell the, the Chateau Marmont <laughs> is, yeah? to, is to have a lot of jealousy about what other people are getting. Check. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, feel good. free to dive in there with a mouthful of tequila. All right, you know where you'll find me um, later. Yeah, no, I just, I don't feel guilty because, I mean, or guilty or, or, or jealous because I just feel like the world is terrible and unfair. Um, mm-hmm. If you just stipulate to the fact that you're never going to get what you deserve, life gets a lot easier. Oh, wow. that's you know, good. Yeah, it's, I'm never going to get what's coming to me. Okay, fine. It's time to start drinking. <laughs> and I'm good. I feel good. My feelings are drowning in a pool of uh, spirits and everything's Great. fine. You're going to send us out of this room with a spring in our step, are you? Yeah. Right? <laughs> hey, it's Sunday, here, you guys. Here Let's to bring some sunshine. It. You can have yeah. some of our So drink. no, I never do. And, and and I think also sometimes, like I remember, I re- I'll say this uh, for the record. Say I it, really record. wanted the part of me shown on the Walking Dead, and I campaigned oh, um, for it, and mm. people were campaigning for it online. I'd read every book. I was friends with the showrunners, and uh, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but I didn't get it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, um, but the, Denai Gurira is amazing, and she's mm. kicking ass in the part. I would have done a totally different thing, probably mm. better. But no, I wouldn't. It would have been better. She's amazing. I don't know. I love seeing other people win. I find a lot of joy in that. That part of my personality is not manufactured. So. Okay. Well, well yeah. you did win a role. Yes. Just Do you like one. that? That's just what host does. Too. Yes. Good. Segways. Just waiting to jump in with your cleverly constructed. Uh, yep. Point them out too. Turn That's a, a good thing to do as a host. Is point out when you do an excellent segue. Yeah, right. I love that. Yeah, right. Segway. Yeah. Segway. And now I have to pump what? your show on ABC. So oh, that's the no, other part of our wrong, show. Wrong network so, too. You're on fire today. Um, ABC. CBS. <laughs> You are on fire. Go. It's great. What is the network? That putting it in a binder doesn't make it true. <laughs> we got it from Wikipedia. Where is the show? <laughs> it's on CBS. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. I fuck up a hundred. Just want to read the rest of that the last other question. Day, I went up to David Ayelovo and essentially mistook him for Chiwetel Ejiofor. Oh no! I'm so racist. I'm such a racist. And my and then I went up to Dartmouth. I tell the story. I went up to Julie. He's like, I'm so embarrassed. She's like, Well, at least you're black. I was like, You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, two two hot uh, you know English guys with like a lot of great. That's it. They're English. And, yeah. yeah, that's what we'll do. I don't think British. we need to ask that question. So all that's British good. black better. people look alike. Is my point? Okay. Anyway, right. continue. No, that was our takeaway information. Thank <laughs> you. All British, all black, British black people black look alike, except for Idris Elba, who looks like Thor's black brother. <laughs> and, right. Caesar. Idris Elba comes in, and you're just like, ah, You'd... crush me with your giant sex fist. <laughs> oh. so, isn't that what everybody thinks when they see it? Yeah. Elba? It's my bumper sticker. What's a giant sex fist? I don't know. <laughs> Something you get in Valhalla <laughs> when you're guarding the Rainbow Highway. All right. Well, clearly it. you're well behaved, and I so you can help terrible, our audience terrible with human their being. etiquette questions. Look at me. Are you ready for this? Uh, no. <laughs> I want to say I, I just want to disavow everything I've said today. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. I, I I flew to New York yesterday at seven o'clock. I landed. I presented at an award show. I slept from one to four, and I flew back to L.A. So, That's right. um, if you, you like what I said, it was my idea. If you didn't like it, I'm in a fugue state, and I may just have urinated myself. Okay. Just... What was the award show? A friend of mine won an award for uh, for uh, his marriage equality campaign in New York and the four states before we got oh, awesome. marriage equality in all fifty states, uh, and I presented it to him, and I was like, Yeah, oh, yeah, it was awesome. really nice. I was 
so proud of him. I cried. Awesome. So you won the crowd back there. You won the crowd I, I back. I love the gays. My, what I realized is my specialty at an award show is to get up after a bunch of people have been well-behaved and then drop a bunch of F-bombs. That's like my <laughs> boosh, you know what I mean? And then everybody's that's like, it. oh, thank God, because I was dying to say fuck, and now she's done it. Yeah, I'm the icebreaker. I just realized, Paul, can you help us with these etiquette questions? Can you yeah. fit on this stage is the question. Yeah, without this dying. Thing, this Whoa. chair that might murder you. Uh, we have the distinction of perf we performed at an award show together. We, we did, gave, and yeah. we improved our yeah, thing. our speech to somebody. It was yeah. sort of like FX is great, and we're gonna have a party to celebrate ourselves. Yes, um, <laughs> you know, so it was like just everyone. It was. It was FX throwing a party for all the FX shows, and yeah. then we gave out awards to, to FX, FX people. People, yeah. It's like yeah. almost having a, uh, an award show for best family and just inviting your family. <laughs> right. And the winner for best mom, mom. <laughs> and the winner for best dad, ooh, it's a tough one. It was dad. We didn't invite cousin Melvin though, because he, he touches right. inappropriately. It was a it was a circle FX. It was a circle. Oh, now oh, see that. That was yeah. yeah I liked it. Thank well, you. I want to officially welcome you though. Welcome to FXX. Because yes. uh, uh, the network that's harder to find than FX. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Just when you thought wow. FX was easy, that's technology. They make it a little bit. You're now joining. Are we the, coming to FX? You are, and uh, you're in the now. Uh, what is it? Are you her agent? What is going on? <laughs> yeah. what, 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 I'm just saying. I'm welcoming her to Paul FX. Paul did a deep dive we, on Wikipedia. We, we, yeah, yeah. We are, <laughs> he clicked uh, through league. on the references and links at the bottom. Yeah. The league uh, is basically the only program on FXX. <laughs> uh -huh. So okay. now you're joining. Archer will be up. Uh, there. Oh, so, that's yeah. Great. Great. so yeah, so yeah, so now two that's programs. Great. By okay. the way, they, it's also a place where they take successful shows and yeah. then slowly bleed them out over many yeah, yeah. months. Well, you, you, that happens when you have a lead in like Mad About You from 1994. <laughs> oh wow! Not really the must-see TV it was. Is this like burn w your bridges time for you guys? No, it's just like, it's live cast, let's do them, it. Like I w, do too. W. Kamau Bell's show, Black yeah. Sheep, was like this huge hit. It yeah, was a sure. huge hit. Yeah. Great show. <laughs> Brilliant guy. And if they'd given it like a couple of years, it would have been like a, like a yeah, great late night alternative. And it was doing well enough. And they're like, hey, let's take it and put it way out there. <laughs> put it out there on a network that has no other program. <laughs> that one cow where there's but no electricity. They're spotlighting it. But now he's got a huge deal with CNN. So, oh, wow. Well, right. yeah. Don't spike my righteous indignation. I was really enjoying it. Sorry. Sorry to bring all some way. facts all this, into All this in service to say that whatever questions you have, we'll answer them. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have to do a speed round. CNN is also a place where shows go to die. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Right, this is no well, pulling go. punches. Yeah. So get in our, okay. Trump, the Trump network. Get in our situation room right, right now. now. The Trump network. It is the Trump network. TNN. Um, <laughs> let's not watch that. Mm -hmm. Our first question comes from Lara Foodie. Are you out there? There's a microphone we can hand to you. Is your last name real? Yeah. Are you actually a foodie? You they ask be the questions. I want a question about pork belly, please. Yep. yep. <laughs> you want me to read it? I'll read it. Yes. Okay, I'm I, holding I your question so you don't know what you wrote. My last name is Foodie. Every time I introduce myself to someone... Oh, my God. We did it. We did it. We did it. We're sorry. I'm so sorry. They ask, are you a foodie? So bad. I gave so you bad. my fantasy football. Don't ask me about fantasy football. I am sick yeah. of pretending to laugh and say, sort of. <laughs> Any advice for a better way to deal with this constant question? Aisha, you're disqualified, Paul. <laughs> well, first of all... Racism! I, I, this is, I uh, this is the greatest was. insult of all time because relatively up until about, what, five years ago, that was not a term. Not a so word. you lived most of your life knowing what it was like to be unencumbered. Oh, it would be like hurts. if your last name was Podcast. That's and, uh, 
Interesting. <laughs> I just think my, my thing when I want to be real terrible to people is to look at them and go, why? What do you mean? Like, so like, are you a foodie? What? What do you mean? What? Like, oh, because your last name is foodie. What? Like, and you're like, oh, I never thought of that. Not particularly. Like, just really drag it out. Make it the most, make them so uncomfortable by like, you are wrapping your head around it for the first time. Oh, All right. Follow up. Like, oh, do you know others of the foodie clan? I didn't realize. Oh, that's what <laughs> do you know my yeah. brother? Oh, that's cute. Uh, yeah. You it's could biking. also do the. You could do the other thing. Gordon There's Ramsay two ways foodie? you could go. You could just go ah, and then walk away, which I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just a way to go, right? Just end it. His way is long and painful. My way is sarcastic yeah. and, and rude. Or you could go. It's pronounced pooty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do, yes, do you like do. ass play? You could do that. Could go that That's way. nice. But it is. It's like everyone thinks that they're the first person to no, say yeah. it. It's the most obvious thing it's for everybody. Guys, yeah. people are socially awkward. They're just looking for a way to connect. Yeah. Okay. Do you get sheer pun? I mean, you've gotten sheer Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pun. Sheer genius. You know, you know what you should say? When they go, is, uh, are you a foodie? Go, why? Because my name's Laura? <laughs> God, I love how tickled you were by that. <laughs> I just like making it really uncomfortable. Yes. Here's right. something we've got. Some, somebody else has a question. It's amazing. Shaz Khalid, are you out there? All right, I'll come. All right. We'll bring the microphone to you, but in the meantime. Yes, this is uh, your favorite podcast is This American Life. That's right. You're oh, very okay. original. Yeah, poor Shaz. choice. Poor choice. Really poor choice. <laughs> Here's something. Uh, wait, how long has that show been in the air? Like a couple weeks? Okay. <laughs> what do you say to the person in a soccer game who is the worst player on the field but insists on coaching every play? I think we can transcribe that to anything and yeah, it, could, it could be everything. Let's contextualize this. Why is every why is one guy when there are like 18 people on the team? Why are you not just flicking this guy in the nuts and getting <laughs> yeah. rid of him? I I think he's outnumbered first of all. <laughs> you could attack this guy him. The just nuts. flick him in the nuts. Oh, I, I just think that's a very direct way to let somebody it's know you're polite. not a fan. That's polite polite way to nuts. Do it. What about a nut flick? I don't know. I just wanted to find a polite way of Oh <laughs> I think you came to the wrong place, my looking, friend. I thought you were looking for effective. This I thought you were looking soccer. for effective, not polite. This is soccer, right. not football. This is where email comes into play, or texting. You just forget to put him on the text or email for a couple of weeks, and then problem solved. Change, change <laughs> the field you practice Change the location, Oops. forget to put him on, there and you go, go, oh yeah, we just thought you weren't showing up. Yeah. Ah, I'm By sorry. the way, that's super polite. That's a really polite yes. way to go. Yes, just Passive cut aggression. him out. That won't yeah. hurt anybody's yeah. feelings. But he, know, he knows where I live, though. Do you have another, is he a good player but a terrible coach? Or he's a terrible player and a terrible coach? Terrible player and... Terrible coach. Even more terrible coach. Yeah. Wow. What but you're side? playing an intramural level, so it's like, right? I mean, ultimately, you're not playing yeah. in a... Yeah. It's a pro. Yeah. No, not pro. He you're plays not... for ga the galaxy. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> yeah. what, what, what secrets about all of you does he have that he, you, he keeps you under his thrall? Like, why, why don't you guys just have a meeting and just go, hey, bro, we love you and all, but you suck, and we want this other guy to coach who has experience, yeah. and also, when he kicks the ball, it and leaves be, the ground. And be holding him down while you're saying this, and all four of you. Us, yeah. Here's the other way you can go about it. Get a friend that no one knows on the team. Right? Have him come in and go, oh, we got this good coach to come in to kind of watch us practice one time. Have that guy come in and then give notes to the whole team. Be like, 
you are terrible at stop coaching. Have an outside <laughs> person. So he, the person yeah. coming in, he or she will know that that's their job is to shut that person down. Like a yeah. neutral, uh, like a neutral party, like David Beckham yeah. or somebody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's an expert. He's authoritative, though. You feel right, like people yeah. will listen if he's, or you know, get like yeah. your mom to come. I don't know. You know what I mean? Just shame him. So it's that or the Netflix. Yeah. I'm just saying, Which one is polite, one is effective. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want results or you want a hug? That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, you should, all you right. should get rid of it, though, because it seems as if you're experiencing some discontent. Yes. This next question. Yes. Oh, wait, what are you doing? Oh, I thought you were going to hand me one. Pinch me? No, you can do it. It uh, comes from you. Catherine Chamberlain. Uh-oh, she was oh. upset. Next to the foodie. Did we find, has Catherine been located? And I can read her yeah. question. Do people say, so are you a Chamberlain? <laughs> <laughs> How's if Richard? If I'm related to Wilt Chamberlain, and it's always awkward every time. So sorry. We all have our pain. Everybody, cross the um, My best friend refers to herself in the third person. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Well, Paul thinks that you should... <laughs> Um, how does she do it though? Like in what context? It's more of a, of a recent development and unfortunately she doesn't do it in a group where I feel like other people could call her out. It's always one-on-one. -on -one, so I, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. Has she had a stroke it. recently? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's possible. She's just gotten into a lot of professional sports post-game interviews. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the, a very effective uh, like adjuster of people's behavior is just to shame them deeply in public. So... <laughs> I would just wait. She only does it with you or she does it around other people? I'm hoping she'll sprinkle it into group. Just the group minute she does it in front of other people, just go, what are you doing, man? <laughs> or Is there another Laura here that we don't? <laughs> you could also say, like, hey, I just want to tell you something. Uh, you know, uh, someone was talking about you doing that thing. You should curb it. Like, so you don't God, have that to feels like super, yeah. That feels actually more painful than what I just said. Yeah. No, no, no. How about, how about you're saying, like, hey, I'm, I'm on you. your side here? No, no. Um, People have been talking. I think about if it. she's talking about herself in the third person, that gives you the right, the right to make fun of that person in front of her. Right. So if she's like, Jen thinks that we should go to That's such a bizarre Chipotle, thing. then you say, really? I think Jen's, a, you know. She's a <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you guys have reached your F-bomb exactly. quota for this episode. Yeah. Does, for does it come from a grammatical place? I guess that's the thing I'm always not, I don't know if you'd know the answer, but. Is your friend Jonathan Franzen? That. Like, where does that come from? That is not. No one ever spoke. Are like you sure that. this isn't ironic that she's just been like, well, Jen thinks it's I mean, it's like I a... think it's possible she thinks it's funny and is just waiting what for me it? to acknowledge it, but well, I, hey, you... I chuckle. I don't that's... chuckle. Okay. That's the other thing. Don't encourage it. Oh, yeah, you've it. encouraged it. <laughs> You're the problem. <laughs> You were the problem. It's now you. we got yeah. to it. This is your Leave fault. Leave the party. Uh, no. But the other thing is you could say to her, I'm super excited for your UFC career. Because <laughs> clearly you're getting ready to talk some smack in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> or or you just do the quick band-aid of it and just go, the minute she does it, go, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my That's favorite. the verbal version yeah. of the Nutflake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You guys are, you guys no. are over-delivering. You're doing great work. Yeah. Six, six strategies. You've got a lot. So okay. Good luck. Choices. Thank you have choices. Yeah. Thank you. Here's something from Mike. Mike uh, Aguilera. Am I reading this right? All right. Mike Aguilera. Oh, right over there. Oh, Mike, do you, want, do you want to ask the question or should we ask for it? Yes, Okay. Uh, he wrote, how did this get made? Oh, that, that's his favorite podcast. Oh. Sick of fans. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're not allowed to answer this question, right. Paul. I like a movie and my boyfriend hates it. How do I get him to stop making fun of it? Oh, I guess you do kind of have to. Withhold sex. <laughs> Withhold sex. Time, test, <laughs> Withhold the next time you... Mm. 
That's the polite thing to do. The holidays. Like, top Dog's a bad movie? Uh, top Dog's a bad movie? <laughs> You're not going to so. be Top Dog anymore, honey. You're about to be Bottom Dog. I don't know. I don't know how I, I'm going to say that problem seems so minuscule. Like, how often is that problem coming up? Just making fun of a movie that you like. I that, bet that your boyfriend is always talking smack about what's every the movie? movie that you like, right? Uh, Limitation Game, Argo, a lot of them. He just talked. Oh, okay, oh, so, yeah, so we also. Oh, okay. so not just one. So okay. he also has, he has terrible taste in the films. English patient. <laughs> Who makes fun of the English patient? What are you, no, dead no, inside? Imitation Game. Imitation, Imitation Game. game. Oh, really? Okay. Sorry, sorry. Imitation Game. The other English film. Argo, man, that's, that's fighting words making fun of Argo. That movie is. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, I knew they got out, and I was still like, what's going on? I think you got to throw it back. Or you just make him go see the Scorch Trials. Dude, I can't wait to see the Scorch Trials. I cannot wait to see that movie. Oh, yes. these Scorch Trials. Oh, he just, he just made it What's going to happen to these young, attractive people in the future who don't have running water but apparently have eye makeup? What's going to happen? <laughs> so fit. They're he so just fit. made me watch Maze Runner yesterday, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, so there he is, right yeah, there. Oh, no. Right there, he is right there. Oh. What do you Daddy. What do you have to say you, for yourself, what do, you like, what do you like besides the imitation game? I don't like the imitation game. I know. Yeah. But what do you like besides? What, what better is the imitation game for God's sake? Come Top on, everything man. from last year. I like Boyhood and Birdman. All right, Although well, he made fun of Birdman. But right. Boyhood's great. So what do you Birdman like? is great. People will like Boyhood because it took so long to make, man. It took so long. It's a feat of filmmaking. They just sat around for a fucking long time and then every once in a while turned on a camera. Come on. Uh, well, uh, I want to see Score Trials and last night I watched uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2 again. Okay. What? What? Oh, Which yeah. one? How to Train Your Dragon 2. Oh, How to Train Your Dragon 2. I'm going to start to side with your boyfriend now. <laughs> your taste sucks, man. By the way. <laughs> That's all right. I get it. How to Train Your Dragon 2 again is a term I don't want to <laughs> we, We're about to break up a relationship. All I'm going to say is don't undervalue uh, separate entertainment experiences. There are certain things I think that can save a relationship. You like a show, your significant other doesn't, you don't have to watch it with them. Just have separate and distinct things that you can watch apart and together. You guys want to watch Scorch Trials together? Great. You want to watch no. Imitation Game apart? Great. You just no. have to kind of pick and choose. Don't make your partner into everything that you like. I, I there you go. All right. Yeah, thank you. And, and with Oculus, that. you can both watch separate things sitting exactly. next to each other. Yeah. You can hold hands and do whatever you want to do. It would be wonderful. Guys, All right, last... stay together. <laughs> All right, this next question comes from Jen Mizgata. Hey, all right. Jen. I was at least right on the right side of the room. All right, great. It's Jen. And this Friend was... of Ann Friedman. That's right. So she's quality people. You're adorable. Go. What's happening? So Everything your question is, is, in what situation is it appropriate know. to wear a man bun? Oh. By the way, first of all, what I love the visual here that you can't see is that you were reading it, but yet you had the microphone in her face. So if she moved her lips, it would have looked like your voice is coming out of her mouth. So that's really. But people... also, people can't see that Aisha is rocking a man bun. I am rocking a man bun, except for I lack the critical element complementary to the oh, man bun. It's the callback. Male genitalia. Yep. Yep. I saw a guy with a man bun on the way here today, and I had like a dual reaction to the man bun, right? The one is like, oh, dear Lord, your life is an empty, vacuous, sucking hole of despair. And every day you get up and craft this douchey thing on top of your head. And then you walk out in the world. And what does it say about you? But then I thought I would totally have sex with that guy. 
really? that is the duality yeah. of the man mun, right? It's like a guy with ironic facial hair. You're like, it's, what a dick. Oh, can I run my fingers through it? It's, it's the opposite of like the she's all that dilemma, which is like the nerdy girl who takes off the glasses and they're really hot. With a man bun, that guy could take down the hair and it could be awesome. Dude, and then he's you just a naughty librarian all in your face, yeah, right? I love just, it, I love it. I don't know how to feel. How do you feel about the man bun? I feel like there's uh, many, there's a few different types of man bun, but you are talking about the most traditional vision I think of when I think of the man yeah. bun. Yeah. Right. And the when like, do you think of that vision, if we may ask? Right. That, that <laughs> when you see that person, you can make a few assumptions about them. You know. Yeah. They this, probably do yoga. Yeah. They <laughs> oh, no, no. Hot the, yoga. Uh, oh, very hot yoga. The very saddest sweaty. thing, and this happened on the Bachelor in Paradise this season, was uh, a guy trying to do a man bun and he can't, doesn't have it all enough there to pull it off. Um, Don't what do you do think that. about man bun in a professional meeting? No. No, see, Unless you make no, like skateboards. <laughs> something so I don't give a crap yeah. about a guy who's going to put on a suit and walk into a corporate meeting with a man bun. Unless he, you're a, a His samurai. ideas must be so good. He's so confident in his ability to rock the meeting. He could give a shit what you think about his hair. It's like in but, Matthew McConaughey But he groomed it, though. He groomed it, right? He put it back. He's like, ladies, you can't, can't I can't let the, all Donald of this Trump out at one too, time. But we're not talking about how great his hair is. Yeah. Huh? I feel but, like you might be like reading a little bit guy? into that man bun right there. The it could guy? be that I'm like he's desperately lame. looking for something to put my hair up in. You, <laughs> you rock that because right I now had you, one. Just, you just look unkempt. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a look. Wow. Sexy wow. Look. That's, 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 that's fair. Hey, sweatpants shorts. Come on, I can open up these. I can, I can pull out my penis from the front of these shorts. They're, Listen, they're awful. Flip flops, sweatpants shorts. Dude, no, you, but you look you look like rugged and intellectual, oh, right? You. But then when you put the man bun on, you're like, you know, it's like. No, you take all that away. That's what happens. I don't. The rugged intellectual It feels like away. we're leaning towards, yeah, it's almost like we were about to approve of the man bun. Is that what's I'm, happening I'm, on no. our show? No, we just bun. made a joke that it's a hot yoga thing. Like, do you want it? Like, no, That's I, dude, I, I hot yoga guys are super flexible. Yeah. I think, by the it way, is, the hotter you are, the more you can pay off a man bun. If you're a very attractive man, you can wear a man bun. If, you're, if you are anywhere below like a, an 11 uh, on a hotness, <laughs> It's going to be questionable. You are a heterosexual man. You have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> a super hot guy with a man bun is a guy who spends a lot of time looking at himself in the mirror and thinking about how pretty he is. Okay. The kind of and the that's... five or the six who's got like some tats and he kind of looks good, but he's really? got a crazy okay. man bun. He's, right. the, he's the guy who doesn't give a crap, right? He's the guy who's like, I'm just living my life, man. All I know right, I'm not I'll a 10, it. but I'm flexible because I do yoga, girl. Get over here. <laughs> I opt out Greg's of any uh, male-related hair questions. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have enough experience in the field. <laughs> Who was the guy who played uh, Khal Drogo season one of the Game of Thrones? I can't think of his name right now. Oh, right? Yeah. The guy who played Khal Drogo. Yeah, Khal Drogo. His name is My Son and Stars. Tim Thomerson. Tim Thomerson. That guy wore a man bun and he could literally cleave time from space. But he's like a 12. Modern, modern yeah. Dude, he's like a 79. <laughs> <laughs> he urinates sparkles. Aisha Tyler and Paul thanks for telling our audience how to behave. None of this is going to make it on the radio. Aisha Tyler and Paul Shear and probably our most, what do we call it, ribald etiquette segment ever? You can call it that. I will. Aisha, by the way, premieres this week on the show Criminal Minds on CBS. Thanks again to both of them and to Ann Friedman and Greg Proops for joining us in person. We can call it Blue. 
Yeah, Folks, work. that's the end of this special DPD episode. Coming up Friday on our next regular episode, we've got Peter Capaldi. Yes, that would be Doctor Who himself. Yeah. Or itself. You know what we mean. Yes. Probably. Also, you'll hear a tribute to Jackie Collins, our perennial favorite etiquette guest who brought lots of joy into this studio. R.I.P. Jackie. Uh, she also brought a little blushing to our studio. Mm. Till then, we'd like to tell you Jackson Musker is our producer. Thanks to Christina Lopez for cooking up a slideshow for our live PodFest show that unfortunately is impossible to see on the radio. Trust us, it was amazing. Also, it really was. Yes. Also, big thanks to associate producer Nina Patak, to Jeff Peters, who man the sound controls at the fest, to Steve Nelson, to our new executive producer, Larissa Anderson, and to all the folks at PodFest who made things very easy on us. See you there next year. I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. I'm Rico Galliano. Bon appetit. <laughs>